Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This one comes out right after your birthday, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm turning 26 soon. What the fuck? Uh, You're already 26. I, by the time this comes out, yes, but while I'm recording it, I'm not 26 yet. Uh, can we get a big old happy birthday in the chat for Ryan McGee? Oh my god. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brand new 26 year old? I don't like that, dude. I don't, don't like, like that. It? Why? Dude. It's just 26. No, that's the first step to edging towards 30. Like, I'm past like that, like, I don't know, it's... It's the stupid thing Isn't to think about. The f- I feel like 25 is the first step. No, 25 is kind of like okay, halfway there, and then 26 is like okay, now you're now you're now you're heading there, buddy. You're heading the 30, climbing up that hill. That's crazy. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. At, gonna... at the time of recording this, you're not 26 yet. I'm so still you can, 25. You can enjoy your youth. I'm still 25. God. Also, 26 just like it's just when you get to that next half of a decade where you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I feel that. Like think about like. 32 is a much different age than 38. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm still enjoying my youth. I can't so. believe I just said that. That might have been the... I, I I should become a high school teacher. 30, with, with, 32 with, 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 is much <laughs> different from 38. <laughs> like the knowledge I have. That's, that's, that's knowledge, man. That's good. Well, it's wisdom, actually. Uh, I asked I asked Harrison this the other day. Um, and... Uh, I was like, I was like, because he's 27, and I was genuinely. Oh shit, curious. he is. Yeah, he's 27, and I was genuinely. See, I always curious. picture him as like 26. I know he seems younger, but I was like, I was like, does 27 feel old? And then I realized that came off like really like. <laughs> I was like, I didn't mean it like that, dude. I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, yeah. It does. does it feel old? Uh, he he said, said, yeah. He said, he said, uh, 27 of. sounds. That's like a grown up. I know. You know? Well, for me... 26 I, is the last one where it sounds like you're still young. Yeah, but... 27 then sounds like you're a grown-up, I guess. I've always... I feel like it just changes with your perspective because when I was younger, you know, I was like, 17 is so old. Oh, yeah, because you saw facial hair. Like, I saw... Like, basically, the way I saw a 17-year-old is how I see, like, a 50-year-old man now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I see a 50-year-old man, I'm like, that's... That person is aged. As a young person, I really didn't fathom that much time because that would be a whole lifetime for me, and I'm so young. So I would just look at teenagers and be like, "Wow, they're older. They're adults. Yeah, they think like adults too." But you don't. They, dude, in no way when I was 18, or I'd say even 20, did I feel even now. Some most yeah. of the times I feel any semblance of being like an adult. 
part of that is also probably due to the line of work you and I got lucky enough to 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 barge into. <laughs> I uh <laughs> Because when I was like 12, I thought about being 16. And I was like, oh, my God, I'll be able to drive. Like, I can have a girlfriend. Like, I'll be like, oh. And now you're about to be a decade older than that. And it, does, and it feels like, uh, I don't know, because every birthday I feel like I'm like, oh, uh, man, 24 is the one that where it feels old. And my next birthday is 25. And I'm going to be like, man, 25. See, 25 to me right now. Thinking of myself as 25, I'm like, holy shit, that's old. Like, really? I, I'm like 25 is I'm I'm like a grown ass man. At I've 25. been there for a year, unfortunately. And I felt the same way about 24 because 24 sounded old for a while, but now 24 does not feel that old to me. 24 yeah. feels like young still, you know. It is. And every time I think about, I was born in 1996. Uh, so every time I think about being born in 96. It feels so young compared to other people because mm-hmm. I'm like, if I tell people I'm born in 96, like when I go to the bank and they ask for my birthday and I'm like, blah, 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 90, 96, they're like, I feel like I sound so young, such a baby compared to yeah. other people. But even though the, 96 But is, when time passes, when you, when you say I was born in the 90s, people would be like, damn, ew. 90s kids, Like when bro. I think of my parents like born in the 60s, I'm like, whoa. I know. I can't fathom the 60s. That's crazy, dude. Um, like our parents lived through the Vietnam War and all that stuff. Ew. Gross. Well, it's also, it's, uh... The Vietnam War? <laughs> it's weird that we, we don't really think about this, but isn't it cool that we lived through, like, the change of the millennium? What's cool about it? I don't know. I just wanted to cut the conversation <laughs> flat. <laughs> just like, it's just your response. Yeah, cool about it, man. I don't know, it just seems... It's like, it's just cool. <laughs> I have one memory no, but, yeah. of uh I have one memory of, of 1999 that I can for sure date to 1999 and it was like a week. <laughs> were you waiting for the it, it was a week before uh 2000 and I was in my front yard with my dad and he was talking to Y2K it, yeah it was the week yeah it was the week right after Christmas and I was in the front yard uh and I I still remember the sweater I was wearing and he was talking to my neighbor about uh Y2K um, Did your dad believe that something was going to happen to all technology? No, probably not. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think my my parents believed in Y2K. I think it was probably with a situation where it's like, uh, maybe it might happen. How is a one going to change to a two on clocks, on digital <laughs> clocks? It's not like they already go from 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. That's nonsense. It's a... Uh, I remember the fan. It's funny watching episodes of TV shows that are like about Y2K and stuff. The Simpsons. Simpsons. Family Guy is that one. Does Family? Oh, when when did Family Guy first air? Was it late nineties? Um, yeah, Family Guy was in the nineties. Okay, what crazy? Wait, was did Family Guy come out before or after SpongeBob? SpongeBob came was out ninety nine. Yeah, and then Family Guy came out. Hold on, I want to say Family Guy came out in ninety eight. Who came out first? We'll see. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Well, the well, Family Guy. In the first or second 1999, they came out the same year. Oh, shit. Good year for television. I know. Damn. How many TV shows come out? Okay, think about this. Yeah. How many TV shows are going to come out in 2020 that will still be a relevant TV show two decades from now? Because think about 1999. We got shows like SpongeBob, Family Guy, stuff like that, where some of the shows that came out in 1999 are still very relevant today in 2020. I don't see it happening as it as doesn't, much. Yeah. Because I feel like it was easier to stick in that culture because, you know, you had to be dedicated to those things. You had to show up at a specific time during during a specific day of the week to catch that little yeah. bit of lore. 
because uh, I didn't, you know, it was much later on, maybe in high school, maybe middle school, but I never really fucked around with it or tried it that much. What was DVR, TiVo and all that? Oh. I didn't really, I, I, we, I had the guide where I could go and look at channels, but I'd, I remember every time I would press record, it was like, you have to pay this amount yeah. if you want to record. And it was like, oh, scary. <laughs> I know. I was my like, cousins had I was like, dad. He's like, no, no, just back out. You didn't do anything. I'm like, whew. I remember uh, my cousins had TiVo and they had the guide to like the remote where you could click it and the guide would come up. And I was like, whoa. And it sounded so like. Yeah, dude, TiVo had some good ass sound effects. I will yeah. say that. I still remember TiVo sound effects. I just. Um, anyways, I, I feel like that. My point might be bullshit, but I do feel like there was a certain not trained, but it was just the way that media was presented that we had to act a certain way. So we had to like make if you wanted to watch something, you had to get dedicate yourself to it. And now you can just binge it. And I feel like things fads move a lot faster more quickly yeah. because uh, information moves quickly and we communicate uh, a lot more quickly. Like more people are doing it. It's not just like a select few who. Not when I say a select few, of course, this started out as like millions. Um, but compared to what it is today, it's massive. YouTube, like I remember YouTube at some point, like, yes, it was a big uh video site and it still is, but like there was a point where it felt like my, my parents, I had to tell my parents about YouTube. Yeah, I, me too. I, my I had parents to, were very scared of it. Yeah. Because remember, to that me, era? it was just looking up videos. It was like, oh, this new thing now that uh, all the funny videos that were on probably three to four different websites. I had to go to like funny junk and a bunch of other Daily shit. Daily motion. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, Cause there are all these websites. Stupid videos is another one Stupid where you. Stupid video. Yep. And you just had to go to those specific sites. YouTube brought it all here, baby. You could just upload whatever you want. And then people started to make more high end content, which you think of Smosh started out as just like singing in, in a webcam, like uh, lip singing the Pokemon. Yeah. With stupid faces. And, and they then, made it into a multi-million dollar like empire. <laughs> exactly. It's just crazy how when people begin to commune, uh, fads tend to shift quickly because there's more things shared. Yeah. And I think that's interesting too because back when YouTube started, you remember like – I feel like it was a lot easier. You could make the exact same thing that you made on YouTube in 2007 now – and it would get like two views. But back then, it would blow up because there wasn't that much other content available. And well, cameras so were expensive for a kid. Oh, my like, God. All I, on my birthday, all I wanted was a video camera. And I had to save up for so long. I feel and, like uh, it all changed when the DSLR came out. Like oh yeah. Everyone started to get a DSLR because it was kind of like a – it was like 300 bucks maybe. So it was still expensive, but it was like – Getting an Xbox. Well, I remember that. I remember I wanted a DSLR. I wanted the T3i so bad. Yep. And because uh, that's what that's what all my like filmmaker friends had. And I wanted one so bad. But it was like at the time, I think it was four or five hundred for the body. And I couldn't afford that. Mm -hmm. And I saved up forever. But I, I, I was like, I can't get this. It's too much. I just remember when the next one came out, the body price went down. So I think I ended up. I think I ended up getting my first one when the T4i came out, and I ended up getting a T3 or T2i. I got one of the past models because they become cheaper yeah. when the new one comes out. And I'd be like, I'll get the body myself <laughs> yeah. used. And I remember, dude, I remember going on eBay and saving up for lenses. Like, I remember my first 50 millimeter lens, and I'm like, holy shit. This, because usually it, it comes, the stock lens is rather wide, and it, and, 
you can do a lot with it. That 18 to 55? Yeah, but like when you get that set 50 millimeter, I don't know, there's, that was great. And then I got a super wide angle lens, which I just remember testing out different lenses. I love lenses, Experimenting. T3Is, you can get them now for like 170. Yeah. Uh, Well, for some web, some websites have them for like $1,500. What? Don't do that. I don't. I don't. I, well, I it sounds no like idea. a black magic camera. Yeah, uh, but no, like the. Uh, I've I've never used one. I've wanted to. Oh, though. black magic's awesome. Yeah. Well, have you, you have you used? Mm-hmm. In, did you shoot a music video with black mm-hmm. magic? Oh, okay. Um, what did you shoot the music videos on that you did? Red, Red Dragon. All all of them you shot? No, uh, <sighs> Bill and Rabs, which hopefully should be out by this podcast. Maybe not. Uh, we used a Red Dragon. That was a six. Keep an eye out. Subscribe to Lazy Eye oh, just so you. you can catch the music videos. That was a 6K Red Dragon. Uh, it was the Epic. Mm-hmm. This thing is what it was called. And that thing was a machine. It was this, it's heavy as fuck. And it has these vents on the side. There's blowout heat because uh-huh. it's so. Yeah. And it's doing and a lot. The SD cards are, it has its own special type that are like this big i remember i remember being in high school and researching that because my dream cameras i i really wanted to work with a red but you know i'm not i didn't have that much of income my income was 200 something bucks every few weeks because of food lion at yeah the same height of uh uh like having a job but uh i oh shit I, i'm losing it what was i talking you wanted about? to work with a red oh yeah i wanted to work with a red and i remember specifically that's what led me into looking up black magic because black magic was like we're the cheaper version of of a red we promise and it's and it, there's there's just something so beautiful about a red camera there it were is. classes it's like the one that's like because mm-hmm. in when when uh daniel and i won the best picture for the campus movie fest uh you got to go to California. You had to pay for it. The school. We tried to ask the school, "Hey, could you, you know, pay for a trip? Because you pay for a lot, you know, uh, you know, a lot of other stuff." And they're like, "Oh, well, hmm. nah." I, I tried to do the exact same thing. <laughs> I tried to ask the school to pay for it. I'm like, "Hey, I want Campus Movie Fest." And, <laughs> I know. And they they want me to come out to L.A. for the little short film to be screened in a festival, and that's really cool. But I uh, got this, dude. I remember I where I saw it too. I remember that memory, dude. That was. At uh, the Universal City Walk at the um, AM, at the it? AMC Theater, so oh, I saw wow. I saw my movie. Like I've gone there multiple times, living here now to see movies, and I remember that it was a movie theater on the right. It might have been one of the first or second ones on the right, and I remember I got to see my movie on the big screen, and then I got to stand down there, and Daniel and I, with a bunch of other filmmakers, did like a short Q and A to That's other awesome. kids who were interested. Fuck, man. I miss going to the movies. I haven't been able to go to the movies in soon, so long. Soon, soon, I remember I, I I couldn't go to the Campus Movie Fest LA thing because it was too expensive and the school wouldn't pay for it. But I went on a tangent. But anyways, go on. But I have to get back to Red. I'll get back to the Red. I was just saying with the Campus Movie Fest, luckily the same month I got to come out to LA to hang out yep. with you guys. So I missed the it Campus was, Movie Fest thing. Out. But it worked it, out. It was, well, at the Campus Movie Fest thing, the thing that I was going to talk about is they had a whole workshop kind of advertising the red camera and showing what people are doing with the red camera. That's every like young filmmaker's like dream is to work with one. And and I was what I was blown away by it the most was uh, first of all the quality is like unreal. Yeah, it, it's stupid. Um, and my my computer. I have a very, very good computer, and it can barely process that footage. I think um, Louis on FX, Louis C.K.'s show, they did. I remember Daniel specifically looked into the red. One of the reasons was because he really liked Louis C.K., and so did I. And this is before all that shit happened. Daniel, you know. He he, luckily did not see any of that stuff. 
through Daniel's existence, Louis C.K. remained who he was yeah. up until that happened because Daniel wasn't around when Louis C.K. Uh, did his no-nos. Good example of ignorance is bliss, I guess. Yeah. But uh, uh, so he, I just, I just remember looking at the red camera, looking at uh, the shots in Louis, looking at other people's short films on Vimeo and really wanting to work with one. What I'm trying to say, Matt, is – you and I should rent a very yeah, expensive we can, camera we can. and shoot something. We should do a video. We, we got to do something with the red. I um, want to do that. Uh, I've been, I've been talking to you about you, this has been an idea for a while. You and I want to do this kind of, I don't want to give it away, but there's a certain episodic sketch thing dealing with a beloved character. Uh, sorry, a beloved historic figure that you and I both cherish. Absolutely. That I would love to that, do. That Ryan, or at least try. That Ry Ryan's portrayal of is spot on. <laughs> um, it's Martin Luther King. But, <laughs> uh, the I gotta, red. I got to grow my hair out for the role. The biggest thing about the red was how quickly the battery dies and how quickly it fills up the SD card. Because the SD cards were, I had 64s and I had 128s and I had to rent those separately. Because mm -hmm. when you get a red, you have to like, First of all, the the case that I rented it that it came in was like uh, it came in like three massive containers that I had to put on a dolly, and then um, the SD cards like the sixty fours would fill up in like five minutes because it it was six K footage, so you'd maybe be able to get like two, three, four shots, and then it's full all of a sudden. You got to dump it, yeah, and then. Go for on. Freddy's for Freddy's video that uh, got to go that one we used a red but we downgraded to the 4K red because or the 4.6K because after doing the 6K one we were like you're uploading it to YouTube yeah YouTube it's like we we don't need for this we don't need a 6K camera yeah uh, and the the 4.6 one is smaller so it's easier to we had to run a separate Ronin though like the one that we have Do the you have Ronin the stabilizer se separate lenses or does it so uh, it depends on who you rent it from some come with different lenses or you can rent like a better one but uh we rented a, a the big ronin stabilizer uh -huh. and that thing killed my back but what sucks about what's hard is you know you have to hold the stabilizer and hold the camera and the camera's so heavy but you also have to be focusing the lens so it's like it's yeah. so hard it, it fucking i was sore for like three days after using it the biggest cameras i've worked with was when uh we worked with mark because i remember Mm. Jesus, if if there was a camera, C three hundred, he would he would whoop, pick it up because there he he and we all in the in the household were very passionate about just shooting whatever. I mean, evidence of course of that would be a, a lot of the cringy little sketches we ended up doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but I just remembered like there Tucker came over one time and it was just an astonishment at just like damn you really have every camera I want to work with right now we used the the main one we used was the C300 right yes and then there was the it was something five. the other ones there were a bunch there was like three I think big deal cameras that were epic and very epic Grumps had a C300 too uh, and, I, and I know for power hour or what Tucker used to use was a C300 for the stationary shot and then for the the uh, the the other shot, he would just use his Sony uh, A7S. And I have personally the cameras I have is I have a Sony A6500, uh, which I love. That the Sony Alpha series is awesome. Uh, but my new favorite camera is the Panasonic GH5, and we have some of those I've been, at the office. I've been looking to get a camera, and I was going to ask you what specific camera because I've been out of like the researching cameras game since like college. 
So have I. I no, Carson since like I guess Syndigo era stuff. Carson is the only reason I got back into it was because Carson's so obsessed with cameras, and, and I was like, oh, what, what's what's I new? I remember like messing with all the it's settings, like, lin- like to... looking up lenses and stuff. I yep. loved it. I, I did. I uh, I don't know if you did this, but back when I did have a DSLR, you could get this thing called Cine something, but it was to make the image flat. So whatever color correcting you could do, you could have more information to a work lot. with. Yeah, it's like it's like a color profile. Where yeah, you it download it, it onto the camera. I remember flat. being so scared to fuck up my camera. Yeah, because I was reading, he's like, you know, this fucked up my camera. It doesn't work anymore. I'm like, oh, am I gonna download a virus onto my camera? But no, it worked fine. It was I loved it. You, should, you know what you should do? With it. You should take a uh, one of the GH5 GH5 songs for. We have a few. We have three. Okay. Yeah. take one home and fuck with it. It's really fun. I just want to film some shit. Go home and just like film shit in your backyard. Film shit, or fuck around. Le- Make some Twitter videos. Film, film Lego. Film Lego. That's right. It has been. I can't remember the last time I tweeted. Um, Dude, make some Twitter videos. I should, man. And, I and, just and the, go get the GH5. Ugh. Take a tripod home. We have three. When was the last time I... F- hold on. GH5s is what I recommend, though, because <laughs> they're... It's just about the Misfits podcast. On the tw- <laughs> April 29th is the last time I tweeted. But the GH5 is awesome. It's, it's been considered the best filmmaking camera on the market the right now. the lens that it comes with, is that fine to work with, or would you... Okay. The lens we have, it, what's amazing about the GH5 is the stabilization. When I walk with it, it looks like it's on a stabilizer. Okay. It's that good. And then the lens has incredible, I really like the autofocus. Mm-hmm. It has great continuous autofocus. Um, and you can really get in depth with the uh, settings and like the color profiles and stuff. What a, what's the, this is going to sound so stupid. What's the F stop on the lens, by the way? The one that we have? Yeah. Um, I don't, It's not super low, but I think it goes up to, you know what? I can fucking get it right now. Look. Because sometimes my, I don't know. I bought a new lens for it with my own money. I got the camera. All right, this is... uh, I only asked because there was a stage back in maybe early college or between high school and college where I was... When I was doing the lens stuff, I was really into kind of getting low-light lenses and filming stuff more at like a a dusk time of day because usually you'd get a lot of disgusting noise if you didn't have a good uh, lens that could uh, handle... That couldn't handle... Low light. It's a 12 to Sorry, I'm staring at this camera. It's pretty. This is a 12 to 60 mil. Uh, actually, I'm not sure what the f-stop goes to. Let me... Uh, you want to hold it? Yeah. Oh, my I got it back. I accidentally have... I have the Ronin plate on the bottom of that. The Ronin? How dare you, Matthew? Sorry, bro. That's a fucking awesome camera, though. Um, is it out of battery It does right 4K now? 60, too. Is it out of battery? Uh, I don't think it's a battery in it. Oh, okay. Or it is just out of battery. Yeah, no battery. Um, it's it's a fucking awesome camera, though. I can't recommend it enough. Feels solid. Battery break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I got a, I got a prime lens uh, for it recently um, for shooting some stuff at home. Uh, and I got a – I want to get a macro lens soon. <sighs> macro oh, lens I wish you had me. the macro lens uh, for the ladies. I know. The the praying mantises, which update, guys. <sighs> Uh, bugs do as bugs do. Yeah, they they passed away. Uh, somehow, like all at like the same time. Um, and I'm what I'm wondering is if they died from. So basically, I got a bunch of bugs to feed them, uh-huh. and uh, I got like millipedes and stuff uh, that I had found myself because they just needed bugs. And as they were getting bigger, the smaller bugs weren't doing it anymore because they needed bigger you know, things to eat. Uh, so I went outside for an hour and I got a ton of like millipedes. Did you like, watch them like eat the millipedes and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they all died shortly after. So I'm, I'm kind of like, Oh, did they, did I kill them? I, don't know, I feel like I, you know what their diet is. Well, online bugs. said like any bugs online was like just anything that moves bugs. So mm, I, I feel don't like know. it's just a simple case of the, sometimes you buy a few fish and have to expect one of them to be belly, what? belly up by the end of the first day. That's the, that's the thing is like, I took good care of him, but at the same time, I, bugs are, are not easy to keep alive. And also, uh, are fish. they're not in the, they weren't in the best climate because these, these specific types of bugs require like strong humidity, strong heat. And what I would do is, is every day I'd put them in uh, the bathroom and turn the shower well, yeah, you on. Have multiple, so get, you, you also have multiple people that take showers throughout the day. And they're usually when I was over, they were either in... Like on top of the shower, so it would be like the top of the room where the the humidity gathers, or they would be kind of where you would feed them, which is like the windowsill. Yeah, the window in the kitchen. But yeah, you you kept them mostly in a human environment. You couldn't leave the shower running all the time. Yeah, but I bet I'm I'm sad that they passed, uh, but they all passed at the same time. So I, I wonder what could have caused that. Maybe they got, maybe, I don't know, it could have even been like, Bringing in bugs from outside could have introduced them to like a disease, little bug disease, killed them or something. Little bug COVID nineteen. R.I.P. The ladies, uh, Carson and I did scan them with his high quality scanner. Said they look really cool. They're beautiful. So like, where are where are they? Like I have the scans. Them, I have them. Oh, they're on Carson's computer. But okay. I have a little. I have them all still. I'm gonna go bury them soon. Go d- dig a little grave. Make a little tiny caskets out of uh, <laughs> little match boxes. Bury them. Have a little uh, service for them. A little memorial. Oh, I wanted you to go should back. get into like building miniature sets, like build like a little miniature graveyard in your backyard for, <laughs> for the ladies. A little miniature grave. You could that could get you into model planes and ships and bottles. I told you we talked about this on the last podcast and I wanted to get into it, but I, I forgot and I'm now remembering it. My dream, my dream, dream, dream for when I'm old and retired is to have a basement that I can build a, a 
big train set. A big train set, like a big model town in, like the type where it's elevated. The type on that tables. was in Score Little. Yeah, exactly. And like there's the whole train set with rivers and yep. like there's, and I want to build like a whole world with like a story and stuff. Just go down there and, and play around. Because when I was a kid, I loved playing with trains and doing that. So now it's like, when I'm an adult, I can do it even better. You should then get a pet mouse and make a little red pet like mouse shirt and <laughs> name him Stort Little and then let him run around on the train set. I like that. I like that. He'd shit on everything. Yes. Uh, let me Snowball. go back real quick to, uh, we were talking about TV shows released in 1999. Way back. <laughs> like, <laughs> But... I didn't realize how many big shows came out in 1999 that we still have, like what are still popular. Sopranos, Law and Order, Family Guy. Sopranos isn't around anymore. Well, I mean, like ones that are still oh. like big. Sopranos, Law and Order, Family Guy, SpongeBob, Freaks and Geeks, Futurama. Futurama uh, was 99 too. Mm -hmm. Futurama is a great show. And even 98, that 70s show, Will and Grace, Sex in the City. Dawson's Creek, King of Queens, Cowboy Bebop. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. that 70s show premiered in 1999? Okay. For some reason, I, I thought that show would have premiered more when I was... I thought it was 2000s. Yeah. I didn't know it actually came out in the 90s. No, I definitely like pictured... I honestly thought it was going to be early 90s for some reason. That 70s show? Yeah. I never really watched it that much. It was, it was always... When it was like big, it was always too mature for me, mm -hmm. I guess. So I didn't... And then when you were old enough, it was too corny for... You know what I mean? It's yeah. that like balance where if you don't... If you don't get it then, you know, at a certain point... I mean... You'll mature past it. I'm sure many of you have seen my hysterical uh, satire of that 70s show on Format 24, that 90s show. Very, very good. Very funny video. Does the cam camera go? Yep. Hey, dude. And then we filmed a in my in my mom's car, sitting in the garage, the theme song. And then um, I remember we went to the grocery store and asked this like stoner employee if he could just say one line for the camera, and he did. And it's like blurry and like when you watch it, you can just tell it's just some dude we asked to just say <laughs> one line that has no idea what's going on. We just asked him to say no and shake his head. He's like, no. <laughs> And then I make... What I was make, the context? What was he saying no to? Well, uh, I believe the context of the video was... Uh, I, I'm barely in it. It's my two other friends I filmed. And, and they... One of them kills the other one's fish. So then he goes to the grocery store to ask if... Uh, if they have any fish. And that's when the guy says no. And then he goes outside and gets hit by a car. And that was the end of the video. Oh, shit. You, you know, when you were younger making videos, like... You didn't think of the how it's going to end... You so, just were like, these are events that happen. Yeah, just events. And then it's like, uh, I guess we could end it. Uh, just get hit by a car. And then it goes black. It's like, there was one short film. I remember when I was in maybe elementary school. I don't think it was middle school. It was probably like late elementary school, fourth or fifth grade. I actually, I can't find it for the life of me. I've tried to search for it. But it's this 45 minute long edited cut movie that my cousin Connor and I made where the whole premise is we're trying to hunt for Bigfoot. And oh yeah. You told me about this. Yeah. And we, we ended up going to Bill Gates's house for some reason in the movie and finding out that the pedophile Bill, ring. No, we found out that Bill Gates had a, had a daughter who he thought was a son. <laughs> and, uh, and then we left and we went to go find Bigfoot, and then we accidentally burnt the forest down, and that's how it ends. Damn. Yeah. Okay. That, With us killing Bigfoot. I like that. 
I wish, dude, I, I want to I wanna see this. I really want to see this. If I can find it. I I've remember having book. fire effects. I've read The Underwater Pyramid. Yeah, so, you know, you're, uh, you're in for the same level of creativity. What, and, well, that shit was very creative. I, had, I, tried, I tried to make a full-length movie when I was a kid, and I, I spent a very long time on it with some friends. And I filmed it pretty out, like the scenes pretty out of order. And there was mm-hmm. no overarching plot for it. In our heads there was, but like... Yeah, when you when you think about it, there really wasn't. And I yeah. think I got like twenty five minutes into it, uh, but it, it really just made no sense. It was my my friend finds like a wishing stone, <laughs> and uh, goes back in time, and then goes forward in time, and then joins the army. And uh, I I uh, I played a an Iraqi civilian, uh, so that was well, real fun. That's the thing that I love about uh, I guess like nostalgic filmmaking when I think of like when I was younger and making uh little short films is that even when you read the book, I, the, the book I wrote uh, for in elementary school, there's that constant theme of, and then, and then, and then, and, and, then, then, and, then, and yeah. then, and not like this happens. So this happens because this happens. So this happens. It's just, and then, and then we go to Bill Gates's house and then we, f- we find, we find out he has a son and then we leave and then we go find Bigfoot in the forest and then the forest burns down. Cause you didn't really know how to like, no, of tell a story. It, you know? I, j- I just, it's just so when you see, if, you can still see videos made like that today if you really dig down deep on YouTube, it's, but it, it is, it is a treasure to find a video of like a kid making a short film and you it's kind of cringe but that cringe is nostalgic if that makes sense oh yeah yeah super nostalgic like there's a that's weird to say there's a nostalgia in the cringe in like that unaware i think it's because you're looking back at when you were like that you know um because because like sometimes i'll stumble upon youtube videos of people that are uh, trying to make like a, a comedy sketch and obviously it, it misses the mark completely but you know that like to them and their friends it's hysterical yeah and it's like it that it's pure in that aspect where it's like they're gonna look back and remember that and love it uh just like how i look back at my fucking old channels and and i cringe my ass off when i watch them and luckily they're still there for everyone to enjoy in 2020 i, I kind of wish i had that same curse I kind of want to go back and because I uploaded a lot of shit onto Google videos. I did too. I and that's then, where I started, uh, but then, then I quick quickly switched over to YouTube, and I wish I could get back onto that channel. They didn't but change no the way. videos over. They they took down when Google got YouTube or whatever. They deleted all of yep. Google videos videos. So I wish I could see them. I was really into claymation. Like that was like my big thing at the time, and I had some claymation videos on there. Mine and my was very LS first video. maker and uh, pivot stick figure, pivot. like doing all that, because you could actually, uh, basically, because in pivot you can change the background color, just change it to green, and I could do like a real life me and my cartoon stick man friend. <laughs> like, you know, it was just so much fun. I, I miss dueling with lightsabers and putting little flashes in with guns and being like, "Whoa, I'm a secret agent." Why don't we just revert back to that? Like, I mean, our, we're just a bigger form of that. No, but just take, take our channel with 800,000 subs now and just upload that kind of shit. Like a 20 second <laughs> clip of like us dueling with lightsabers. <laughs> like Ryan versus Dorkman type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you like fighting like a like a pivot stick figure animation. You, Dude, you remember Ryan versus Dorkman, right? No. What? What's Ryan versus Dorkman? You've never no come I've on. I've never seen Ryan versus Dorkman. You've never fucking seen never Ryan, seen Ryan versus, versus Dorkman. Dorkman? That sounds sick. <laughs> Did you stop with the beta male smile? 
It's been too long. <laughs> no, my, my, my jowls are agape out of surprise, not out of submission. I found a picture recently of Jackson. Ryan versus... Doing the beta male smile. Just oh, really? want to throw that well, out Well, he does it on a, he, on, like, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Ryan versus Dorkman was a famous uh, duel, like lightsaber duel series where it was like fans that did a real, that were really good at After Effects. Like way back before, this is like before Corridor Digital Oh, I thought this that. was you. No, no, no. Oh, no. no. This no. is, this is. Now do you know what it is? No, I don't. Oh, but well. I was going to say, I thought that you had a series. They made a Ryan versus Dorkman 2. I, I, I've never I've never heard of it. I do remember that remember that old YouTube video that blew up where it was like uh the guy like the little stick figure like in his computer came mm-hmm. to life and like started destroying everything and he like fought with like the Firefox and like AOL guy. Oh, okay, I'm gonna put this information out there and if anyone can find them, I don't know their name. All I remember is way back in the day. There was this comedic duo, probably one guy had light hair, one guy had dark hair, one was taller than the other, of course, and they weren't, like, famous or anything, like, they're not known today, but the first video I found, and I've tried to search YouTube for this video, it was, like, a Mentos video, like, Mentos and Coke video, where it turned into a lightsaber, (laughs) that's all I remember of that video, but it led me into kind of getting into them, and I remember they ended up getting really nice cameras and getting like a crew and they actually like had, I think, a web show or they were pitching a show to a certain channel. It, it, none of it ended up working. But God damn, if I could ever remember what they were, what who they were, because like they did have sets and like they did hire actors in certain later stuff. And it was high quality, quote unquote. It was it was a guy, okay. It was ah. a guy with dark hair that honestly looked ve- looks very similar to Matthew Lillard. That's what this guy looks like. The one of the guys in the duo, but I will never remember their name. And this was back probably early two thousands, dude, or like, uh, sorry, late like when YouTube was first around, like two thousand, anywhere between two thousand seven and two thousand ten, maybe or two thousand nine. Uh, it's like a Mentos and Diet Coke thing turning into a lightsaber is the most two thousand seven YouTube video. I can but a lot of people did that idea. So when I go back and, and I don't think they titled the video it's Mentos versus lightsaber because I think the lightsaber was the surprise or the gag in the oh. video. So it was just a regular. I think they were dressed up as maybe scientists or something. We're gonna figure out what happens. Wait, is that uh? Let me let me tell you, I might know what you're talking about because Weezer made a music video uh, back when I was in middle school for their song Pork and Beans, which the whole premise of the music video was old Internet videos, old Internet videos. And there's one where they're all dressed up as scientists. Uh, Hold on. Let me skip a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Is that it at all? Like, is it based on that? I don't I don't know. I maybe. I thought I just remember them putting a Mentos in the Coke and then a lightsaber thing comes out. I think I used to love I there's a couple channels I used to love. I just looked it up. Waverly Films was one I used to love. I thought they were so (laughs) funny. And then there was these. Okay, they were not big, but it was these it was these two kids that were my age at the time. And I wish I could get in contact with them now uh, because they were like such a big inspiration to me. Um they called themselves like Mash Brothers, I think, and they had like a thousand Ma- subs. Mash Brothers. Yeah, and the kid's name was Adam. That's all I remember. And we talked sometimes, and and I wish that I could get in touch with them now because I love their <laughs> videos, and I wish I could go back and watch them, but I can't find them. So if anyone knows who who those guys are, uh, I remember they had a video uh, where um, he, he like, there's an Abba song in it, and I remember they were both 
part of this other channel called the Animation Empire where they would like make animated shorts and they would get featured on there. And I had one that got featured on that channel. So I wonder if like that's a starting point. This, I remember this Adam kid. I, I looked up to him. I thought he was cool. Made good short films. Damn. But he was super small, like a thousand subs. So he was like that's, my dream. It's one of the problems with early YouTube channels too is like the weird names yeah. that you give them. That it's like this this sketch duo or whatever that I'm thinking of. They had a name, but it wasn't like Smosh, you know. It had to been probably some. I I wouldn't even be able to guess. It was probably three separate words that were random and sounded funny or something. Yep. I'm so sad because I remember trying to look it up. Like <sighs> I try to look it up all the time, and I remember these two. If I saw a video with them in it, I would be like, "That's them." But I don't know who it is. Uh, I recently went back through. Uh, I found like a playlist of all of my old favorites mm -hmm. um from format 24 and the most recent favorite was bed intruder song okay so you know it's coming your, your windows you snatching uh, your people up. the rap of my life by the computer nerd 01 who i loved when i was younger yes he was, that guy? he was in the same he was wasn't he in the same vein of like shane dawson -y type yeah yeah see this like guy, loud but to random. me he was very much more uh um, edgy. He was, yeah. Even though Shane has his past, <laughs> this guy seemed less. There was less production behind the stuff that he did in the beginning. Yeah, it's like in his backyard. No, no, I'm thinking of make me mad. Something they were friends. Make make me make me bad. Thirty five. Make me bad is who I'm talking yeah. about. What, what did Computer Nerd look like? They were they were friends. They were the same. They did videos together. This is Computer Nerd. They look very. Hold on. Wait. Yes. Okay. Him. Uh, I do I, remember him, but I I was m more of a fan of Make Me Bad. Yeah, I does like, he still do stuff? Uh huh. Does yeah, he has short hair now. He's mm -hmm. a very handsome dude. I used to watch you, whatever your fucking name is. I, I made a lot. I like a lot of Fruity Loops beats. Never Give Up beat, rap beat, uh, some Smosh videos. Uh, y'all. Okay, I just gotta say, I his was, name's Damien. Yeah. Oh, look at him. That's so weird. I remember when everyone had coconut haircuts and he... he I had a coconut haircut. Yeah, I did too. And so did he back in the day. I want to point out that I was uh, ahead of the curve on being cool with music. I have an, an Aphex Twin song in my likes from when I was in middle school. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. You know what vibe Damien gives me looking at him more? What? He, he kind of gives me uh, like a... Like one of the cooler older kids in a youth group vibe. Yeah. Like when when I yeah. I'm looking at photos of him. Dude, that was today. me for a while. I was one of the cooler older kids in a youth group. I have a songs from Over the Hedge, Rock in the Suburbs in my likes. Uh, Funny Cats. That's a video. S uh, Spoon Man by Soundgarden. <laughs> Hillary Clinton farts. Dude, look at this. I have this in my in my likes from middle school. Hillary Clinton farts. Your opponents are saying that that's really part of a larger pattern. Did she fart? Wait. <laughs> Did she fart? No, it's it's fake, but it's Come it's on, great. come on. It's not fake. No, you should have said it was real. Oh, Fred. Here's Fred. Here's the Fred era. Hey, it's Fred! Uh, we, you Fred. and I always discuss how we were jealous that he had Fred shirts. Yep. And now, like, now, now here we shirts. are with super mega shirts. Now it's Lucas. Lucas. Lucas something. Crook What's his last? Crookshank? And I know that because I used to have dreams I was hanging out with Fred. And I'd wake <laughs> up. I used to have dreams that I would 
meet Ian and Anthony. And I was like, I'd wake up and be like, oh, I think oh. one of the, f one of the Fred videos I remember laughing hysteric hysterically to when I was younger was the, there was one particular one about his meds or something. It was one of the Fred early loses ones. his meds. Yeah, Fred loses his, loses his that's, meds. That's what's one of the classics. He was screaming, dude. Oh my he, god. He was popping off, not my, on pills. My friend showed me Fred, uh, and I remember, I I remember Fred goes swimming, one of his most popular ones. Or Fred goes to the pool. I I, I saw the night it came out at yeah. my friend's house because we were super into Fred, and and uh, he's like, "Yo, there's a new Fred video tonight, dude." And I we watched it. I want to talk more about early youtube but the ad the ad genie's back <sighs> anyways <coughs> we're talking about youtube and YouTube. smaller creators we found well that are not really small i think make me bad 35 it still has like 60 something thousand followers on twitter but that could have been also there's popularity just changes a lot it seems the size and number. It's yeah. crazy to see people. I think the one person I'm astonished by because it seems like they have stuck to their like true essence. Like their brand has managed to be the same throughout is Jenna Marbles. I've never watched Jenna Marbles once. No, I've I watched her a few times. I don't know what she even does. But like I I I out of curiosity have popped in every now and then through the many. But it seems like she still keeps like that just general vibe. It's Gen just Gen general vibe. I know it's 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 uh it's something where I bring it up because like you you notice Shane Dawson. There's they're not just phases because everyone has phases, but they're are huge tonal shifts in his content, in the types of content he made. I mean, look at the shift even in our own content. You and I started making sketch comedy, and we don't really do it that much anymore. You know, we're, we're doing this, like, new form. Right, right. Uh, like podcasting, podcasting. Let's playing. Which we want to still, we've all, we always say we want to get back into it, and I, and I really do. It's just, it honestly is harder than ever right now. Yeah. Whether it's because of the lack of motivation due to what's going on right now. I don't know. There's just a lot to, to say about Smosh would make a sketch every week. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, looking back and I think that they would agree. I, I, I do feel like there came a lack of, not thought because when you look at all their past sketches, they are sketch. They're like Smosh is known for its own brand of comedy. We all we all know it as a you know a pink fr fr frosted strawberry donut versus versus corn dog, whatever you know. It's that, and it's it's my damn neighbor stole my flamingo. And you know it's that. That's what. They, Shut up. <laughs> it was. I think I I personally started I. Like I was still into it at this point, but I started to fall off of Smosh with like teleporting, 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 teleporting fat guy. guy. Yeah, that's when I was. That's when my decline started, and then of course the full decline of my interest was like, uh, I think just not when Anthony left, but when it started to be yeah. more. For me, I think I just I, sitcommy. It's what. Yeah, know? it's when I started just to get older, I think, and then like you have a specific memory of. 
this duo of two guys and how it made you feel then and then if for whatever reason it's not doing the same for you anymore whether you've gotten older or they've changed uh and i don't hold them accountable for it no yeah so then it's like you just kind of move on from it um I've actually been thinking about making a subreddit where I'm going to bitch about it. Uh, <laughs> Come I on, I don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't want it. No, um, oh, no, you're inciting violence. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't uh, want to fucking read shit. I mean, good for Ian. You know, like even even after Anthony left, it's it is cool to see how much he's been able to like still do with it with all yes. the different channels and there's no, a cast I'm, I'm, now. I'm not taking any of that away by saying like I'm per- I, I personally oh yeah ended up shifting to new well, I stopped watching Fred I taste. stopped watching Shane Dawson yeah. when I was younger it's like you just you, your tastes change over time and I think you know there's always going to be that core audience because yeah. the it's this weird thing where your core audience never ages, if that makes sense. They age with you. Like, there, there are people in the comments, and I read them, and it's so cool to see. It's like, <laughs> I started watching you when I uh, uh, graduated high school. I'm like, holy, and now I'm in college. I'm like, that's such a different period in life when they started, when you think about, like, when I think about where I was in high school. And then that shift to being a sophomore in college, it was a big kind of m- mental bridge. I've I seen guess. people say they started watching us in middle school. Now they're in college. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, because some people were around eighth for, grade when, for like, kids when with problems watching, yeah. or Syndigo and stuff. Yeah. And that always blows my mind. That that blows a load right in my face. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's crazy. Because I can connect like there's uh, I'm getting all sappy. Get, but get when sappy, I bro. It's just when you can relate to people, and I feel like a lot of the times that's lost in social media, like truly relating to like someone um, legitimately and not through a wall of humor or anything like that. Like there's just pure, just kind of like connection. Yeah, and it's just a nice feeling when you when you when you get a little of that in you in your heart, my brother. We get a lot of emails. Um, and I know, I know we're really bad about responding to emails uh, from you guys. Uh, the main reason is just because our email is so flooded with uh, spam, not from you guys, but just in general. And also, uh, a lot of people sign our email up for, like, porn sites and mailing lists. So our email is loaded with shit. So if you ever send us a really nice email, know that we do read those. Uh, we just don't always respond uh, because it's it, it is hard to respond to everything. Uh, but you get like there are some just I I've I've read certain emails before and like letters in in the PO box. Oh, where, we like, keep it the brings letters like a, because a tear to my eye sometimes because yeah. it's so like, fuck man, that's so fucking nice. It's 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 just a part of that where part of the reason it makes me feel like that way is as I was saying is. I can nostalgically connect with that person's point of view. Like yes. I, I remember looking up to people and being, um, and I hate to say this about myself because I, I, I don't see it, but it's interesting to see other people say, say at least, at least say that they Posture see it of syndrome. us where, um, you know, that we in, in some ways inspire them. And that is also like a big take. It's like how I, I don't want to be, you know, in charge of inspiring people, you know, that's yeah, not I don't want to be a role in. model. That's, like, that's not why I got into this. I don't want, I don't want to be a leader or someone who inspires, but like there's, it does feel good. It's cause I just like, I like to make the content and I like to just do what we do. Yeah. Sometimes it, it's, it gets lost where 
I'll read a majority of negative comments um, on YouTube, on Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, anywhere, any social media platform. And they'll get to me and it puts me in like a spiral of just kind of like not wanting to connect mentally with the mindset of like a fan or someone, right. an, an audience member or to say more respectfully, but, but it, I, it is important to recognize like the admiration that we receive and the time people spend watching our content and, uh, you know, giving us, whether it's their, their attention, just, just simply by watching the videos or, by but like just to, just the idea that people continuously will just give us a part of their day. I know, and and I I think you and I both have pretty bad imposter syndrome where it's like why why do we have like why why do people watch us? Like I don't understand it because I'll look around at all these other people on YouTube. And I'm like they I get it for them, but like for us, I I don't necessarily get it. I'm I'm just the same person in a different social environment. Like I'm this I feel like the same person. That was like at a party, just kind of standing there at USC. You remember, you know, that feeling of just standing there at a college the drinking party. Your and hand, just just like, like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like I, I can, I, I remember that and I, that that's me. But now for some reason out of, out of, you know, work on my part. Yes. But a, a lot of it is luck. And due yeah. to that, you know, now I'm sitting in this you know, office that we we're able to have because of it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's crazy. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's just like, Oh shit. This stuff just doesn't happen. Like, it's not just like, Oh, I made a, I made a video and now I can, now I can buy an office to where we can do that for a living. Well, it feels even, it feels really weird for me too, because we both have, uh, we both got here, uh, from different branching paths that merge together. And, uh, it's, just, it, it's wild. It's just wild to think about that I was in college and you were in college and then we both dropped out to work with this big YouTuber and then did our own thing and worked with other big YouTubers and we lost a friend and just like yeah. the whole journey has been wild. Uh, and so, and what I actually did the other night, this is, I have never done this before. I was laying in bed and uh, I was thinking back to high school and Basically, I was like, I want to try this, uh, see how much I remember. So I, it took me about 35 minutes straight, but I laid in bed and I started from an average day. Uh, I, ch- I think I chose like a, like a Thursday mm-hmm. of my senior year of high school. And I woke up in my, in my mind, I woke up and I did everything that like I would see how much day. you could just do. Yeah. Uh, as if like I was actually there and doing it. And I woke up, I took a shower, went downstairs, got breakfast you know, got in my carpool uh, to go get on the school bus. Uh, and then I came home and I, you know, I did the whole school day, like the classes in order that I remember. Um, I, and then I remember You're like- You're obviously not laying in bed for like an hour and a yeah. half in science class. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, like, I, you, it you... took me like 35 minutes, but uh, then I got home and I got dressed and I went to work. And I remember uh, how my work was before it was remodeled and like the people that I used to work with and then like closing up that night and then going home and getting on my computer for a bit and going to bed to repeat it. And I remember after I had my eyes shut for like 35 minutes and going through this whole thing and being able to remember all of it, I opened my eyes and I was in my room now and I looked around and I was like, whoa. No, it, 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 it's it hit that, me. I was like, like, it's the sinking pit in your heart where you're just, for me, it's like this weird, just kind of like, 
you it's not fear i don't know what to call it i don't think it's i don't think it's sinking i think it's more of just uh i it takes my breath away i know yeah i think it's like when you see the grand canyon when you see the grand canyon yes it's like it, it's it's astonishing. Like and, when, when you see a when you're a kid and you see a huge cruise ship in person for the first time. Exactly. It's like, like it's that like, feeling. I think it's a, just a big. It's like grandeur. Like whoa. Like that's like now this is life compared to that. And like, it did make me appreciate not having to do schoolwork after a shower. Sometimes I'll just get out and just look in the mirror and like the you know that that video is probably the interview that I did when I was like a senior in high school when I, I can. I'm still, you know, that's me, you know, to other people. It's like, that's just a different stage of Ryan. That's me. So when I'm looking at it, yeah, that's, yeah, I just, I can see just how much I've aged and not only just physically, but like just the way I look at myself. Yeah. Like the way you look at yourself is different. The way you look at the world, I guess, could be different, but you're still just that I, I can't break out of it. I, I can't break out of the like. I can't just be like. I can't turn. I, I guess it's weird because it's it's fear in myself and like turning myself like my name into a brand. I guess. Yeah. It, like fear of losing yourself. Yeah. And, I don't think that'll ever happen for you though. Yeah. Because you, you, the fact that you're afraid of that, I think says a lot. It's fucking flies, dude. There's still flies flying around. But the fact that I think the fact that like, you're even aware because the people that happens to they're not scared of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like the people that end up just becoming a brand and, and lose their, their themselves like that. Those people were never scared of that happening. Well, part of the weird thing is you can read uh, comments. Right. And this is going going back to like why it's important also for creators to it, it will not the I don't even have an answer for that. It, it Do you is it important for creators to respond to comments or read the comments like is that just a part of their job? To keep it, track of that. I think it depends on what if it causes how it a mental you. strain is like, then you could be like, well, you know, your boss yelling at you at food line is mental strain. No, and I would your argue boss, that and, and your, and your job can't be, you know, just a dessert every time. Like what, like I, I struggle with that because I'm like, oh, sh- do I have, like, should I be more? That's um, how I felt. I thought that I, I thought that I like it was like my duty to read the comments and to, mm-hmm. to read what people were saying on Reddit and stuff. Um, I I think like it, it's good to check in on the comments and, and respond sometimes. But I think that also it depends on like what it does to you. Uh, like if you enjoy reading the comments, then that's one thing. But I think like if, if it gets to the point where like it ruins your day and reading the comments, mm-hmm. you do it out of uh, more out of um, a compulsion uh than doing it because that, that's what happened to me personally it was like my biggest stage was when i worked for grumps yeah 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 that's, it's because there's so much criticism and you want i, I think there's this human nature thing side of it where it's like oh people are saying things about me on the internet i want to see what they're saying yes you know it's like you like, well, like you see people whispering bad about things like, yeah it's gossip it's like it's like for instance if all of a sudden it's um i told you it's like oh jackson uh told me he, he liked your outfit the other or uh, J- Jackson told me something pretty cool the other day about you. And he's like, Oh, what, what did Jackson say about me? You know, that's, that's that, you know, that feels nice. But if you hear me say, Jackson said something pretty shitty about you the other day, like that'll just stop you in your tracks. And I'm going to want to know what he said. Yeah. Your, 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 your heart's going to just, if you see sw- a group of people whispering <laughs> about you, 
you're gonna you're gonna want to know what they're saying. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just that's just what it is. It's human nature, man. And, and I think the hardest thing about this job is like realizing that it's always going to happen, and you have to kind of like learn to it, it's not a, pay it's attention. It's a part of the environment. Yeah, it's a part of the online environment. Like no one. Like, even though for us at Grumps, it seemed to be magnified because of the certain communities that existed and sometimes went out of, you know, just the den also them having a larger population. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Uh, an audience. Um, it's just um, I think we just have in a weird way as content creators, we just have to accept the negativity and I don't want to say that that means we should allow negativity to happen well it'll happen whether we want it to or not I as think long I, as there's anonymity the difference if I said that correctly that you did the difference is it's not whether you allow it to happen or not it's whether you allow it to get to you affect your mental state because right? it's always going to exist yeah it's always here's the thing whether you and I read the comments or read reddit or read 4chan or anything like that that those posts, those those negative comments, they will still be there. Whether I see it or not, yeah. does not affect if it'll be there. However, for my day to be going well, if I see that stuff, it will make my day not be going well, and it will affect me. And then also, it'll tilt your work day too. Yes, and then next time I'm going to actually record something, that stuff's gonna be on my mind. So I'm gonna be acting differently. I'm going to be. Uh, not just playing myself. I'm going to be more self-conscious. Well, when it gets to that point, we I think what we've always done is usually call it out in a sense, or we try. To, yeah, we but try then, to we try to um, incorporate it in the content because it's just like, well, I mean, it's there. There's nothing we can do about it. Which I like. I do like doing, but uh, I I did see some people saying that like uh, the only uh, what they don't like about that is all of the people that genuinely support us that don't comment that that do comment nice things and then they're like well you guys just focus on the uh the few small people that are loud about being negative which i i do get yeah because i guess it you know is kind of annoying yeah but uh i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to distance myself more from from the comments and and just online because i got to a point for me personally where i i would check it 20 times a day before bed and it, I realized I was doing it like it was like a habit like wake up first thing I'd go through comments first thing and that's a horrible way to start my day it's like you you remember being addicted to nicotine right you yeah know, that kind of like you it's kinda, like that it's an like, addiction I need to I need to check this there's like this with any addiction I feel like there's a light sense of anxiety right yeah it, it, it I would get anxious if I wasn't to solve the comments. This. yeah the only way to solve it is to get the fix because it would be and for to me update it's like, oh, if I, if I don't see everything that's going on, if, I, if I'm not reading the comments, uh, I'd get anxious. And it's like, oh, the, the way to fix that is read the comments. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But then 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I got to check the comments again. And um, at, th at the end of the day, it's, it's a part of the community. And that's never going to change. And it's, it, it's, I think it's just – I'm trying to talk myself into this mindset as we speak even. That it's important not to let it weigh – or have it any more have any more weight than positive comments or even neutral comments. They're all comments. All comments are made by people who have, you know, given you their time, uh, positive or negative. They're going to be there regardless. And if I come across one, I just need to try to get in the mindset of like that's just another bad comment. And I'm going to see more, and there's nothing I can do about it right now. Yeah, 
I had a really big talk with Harrison and Carson last Friday because I was I was super stressed out about comments and stuff, and I was driving, and I was talking about this, and they 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 made me feel pretty good because they were telling me they were like, you can't let that stuff affect what you are doing, yeah. you know. Otherwise, I mean, like with trolls and stuff, that's what they want, you know. And if you let them, like, uh, look at Chris Chan. Well, like I feel like I can. I I can see a, I, I guess, spot like someone who's trying to trying to obviously evoke a reaction. Yeah, but then again, like we also have that fan base where because we do it to them, they'll say stuff to just get a rise out of us. Maybe, it, it, you the, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, but it's um. So it's like I could see that. Yeah, like I'm. We're some we're sometimes playing into that. Here's the thing to an extent. For Resident Evil is an example. Yeah. Uh, well, go, Resident Evil three. Yeah, not two. Not two. Three. Going into sure, a not recording two, session. Had the masturbation joke, Matt. Fuck you, right? But going into a recording session, like imagine going into like our next recording session, never reading one comment. You know, I feel like we'd be a lot happier and we'd play the game a lot. Because then, like, if but then a comments, part of me is, would we be more ignorant and then people would hate the series even more than if we bitched and bitched no, about it and at I least corrected it. Those it. are like, all what ifs. No, I know those, those are, but I'm saying those are the what ifs that go through my mind when like I get that anxious feeling when I see like the, the negative shit. One thing that, uh, when I was in therapy, I thought was fascinating was I would say stuff like that. And my therapist would always be like, there's more what ifs you're throwing out. Those are all what ifs. Yeah. There's always going to be what ifs always, no matter like what angle you choose. So it's like, oh, I can read the negative comments and then, you know, my mind will be focused on that while I'm recording and there's still what ifs there. And even if I don't read it, then there's going to be other what ifs that seem just as bad. Um, I don't know. You just got to do what works for your mental health. Your, your brain will not just do rational what ifs. It'll start to just create a stack of them of like the worst case scenarios. Your brain always goes to worst case scenarios. Always, always. Because it's on high case. alert to That's protect. what anxiety yeah. does. Anxiety always throws you to the worst case scenario because, yeah, it's like trying to protect you. It's trying to make you like prepared for uh, the worst thing to happen. So yeah. it's like, oh, I get in one fight with my girlfriend. All of a sudden, it's like your mind jumps to like, oh, we're gonna break up. We're gonna. It's like worst case scenario all the time. Yeah, that's what or I like, hate about anxiety. What will this uh, sexual interaction I have with my dad like? What what will that like? What will that cause onto the family? Exactly. And like, it's important just to focus on the beautiful moment. <laughs> yeah. <I get> it. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you could pull through that one. I know, I couldn't. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wish I could. I I'll tell you, for the first second you were saying that, though, I thought you were being legit. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. everything was so seriously nothing. No. I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, you want to talk about this on the podcast? My dad and I have a purely platonic relationship. There is, and, there is tension. And I, I told him that. I friend zoned him back in high school. I know, but there is, there is, <laughs> you gotta admit, again. you, you do, you do lead joking. into it. You lead him on. There's a lot of tension there. I see the <laughs> yeah. way you rub his leg when you guys are sitting together. That I family pat picnic. his leg. I never rub. No, at that family picnic, I, don't wanna, I, I don't saw you get, put your hand yeah, right there. There's, at least, you cannot put your hand more than halfway up another guy's thigh. <laughs> that was fully in the second half, and I saw what your fingers were doing, okay? <laughs> Well, his package wasn't on that side. Oh, so you were looking. You I wasn't. I wasn't looking. Doesn't matter, but I could Ryan. Tell by the crease of the pants. It doesn't matter if, through, like, through, even if my package is on through, this side. Through sound, I could hear the sound waves bounce off of the curves. You used your sun echolocation <laughs> to detect where his penis was in his <laughs> pants. <laughs> yep, it's on the right side. 
only this podcast we can go from having some deep I love personal conversation. People always say that they're like within two <laughs> minutes they can go from talking about like the most existential or like political <laughs> stuff to like talking about just shitting their pants and like <laughs> eating it. Uh, well, it's uh, how our stupid brains work, Matt. That's why you and I work well as a duo. Bounces, yeah. It's like throwing a bouncy ball down a long hallway. I know. As hard as you can. That's what I like. Like, honestly, I never take the time to like uh, appreciate it, but I do appreciate just our natural chemistry, like as friends. Oh, me like, too. It's funny because like- It's weird to talk about it so uh, analytically. Yeah, but you know, it's true. It so it's cold. true. It's funny because- uh, you know, I have so many friends, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. No, course. but the thing is, it's like, uh, <laughs> I have like the best chemistry with you than like anyone else I know. But and I've only thing met is, you. Like, I know you're you're in my recent history, right? Were you looking me up? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, you know, we've only known each other for five over five years now, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, it'll be oh shit. The, Oh shit! When was this, five years? This month. This month. Uh, five years ago is when I first met you. May, June or May? June. Okay. I, I sorry. May. 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 Because you May, came. May. Okay. Yeah. That's when I first came to LA. Okay. Um, I think it was like May twenty third or something. And you stayed extra long. I did. I, I extended. It. So stayed for like boys. three more weeks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My mom wasn't too happy. She's like, "Son, are you?" Dude, I remember just all the fu- like the anxieties you had about moving out. Oh, I dude. remember just okay. there was a point. You said no. I said no. For you like a said day or two. no. I remember that Daniel and I legitimately, if you could only listen into the conversation, I fly on the wall, dude. We I were flies on the wall, and we were room. just saying how we were like, he's stupid. He's so yeah. stupid. Well, I was. Yeah, I, I was because I, know. I was. I know. It was a really emotional decision for me. Because but I can understand why it was hard. You know, because I was. I wasn't really in the same boat. I didn't really have too many connections. I did have a girlfriend at the time. But. It was it was hard for me to like leave all my friends and my girlfriend and my family and drop out of college after one year when I had this idea for years of what I wanted to do with life. And then all of a sudden this other opportunity comes that would completely change all of that. And I have to leave everyone behind and go out to live with people that I really didn't know. I'd only met for a couple of weeks. So it was stupid for me to say no, absolutely. And I'm so glad that I ended up changing my mind. Um, but like, that was... God, I remember, the, I can't, I still can't believe you, you went, let me, you said, I think you said yes, and then no. I did, and then I and said then yes. yes again. And then I remember, I think when you said yes again, I, I was a little harsh. I remember telling Daniel, I'm like, he's just going to go back and say no. He's going to fucking go back know, and forth. I didn't. You didn't, you didn't. You I remember Mark, Mark told me, Mark was like, when I said yes the second time after saying no, Mark was like, uh, I remember he told me, he's like, that's, that needs to be your final answer, right? Like <laughs> no. You can't, I, you can't go change that again. I was like, yep, that's it. And it was the best decision I ever made, I think, was moving out here. So far. So I far. I mean, to, to your current knowledge, hindsight's twenty twenty. Who knows what the future holds? The worst thing I ever did was move out to California. <laughs> the worst thing I ever did was be your friend. <laughs> you fucking fucked. <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, I, it's it's. I was listening to a song. Uh, same night that I was looking back uh, at high school, I was listening to a song. I that, got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. Take me Imagine you like taking a drive and listening to that. Lena, who sings that? <laughs> Natasha or whatever her name was. Um. Dude, for some reason, that was the only video file on my family's uh, 
computer back in <laughs> Wait, the day. Wait, what was? With a music video for that. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> what was the music? I never saw the music it video. It was like a 144p version <laughs> of, of uh, Pocket Full of Sunshine. And <laughs> okay. in the iTunes library, it was the only video. And I think it had been like illegally downloaded from LimeWire by my sister. Because mm-hmm. it was so bad. And it was just like... <laughs> No, that's a different song. Wait. I got a pocket, got, got a pocket, pocket full of sunshine. sunshine. It was pocket full of sunshine. I know. Wow. But uh, Take me away. I was listening to a song that I was uh Sticks and Stones and then gonna I was very uh when I was trying to make up my mind what to do, I remember I listened to I listened to this one song over and over. That was a very sad song when I was trying to figure out what to do when I was moving. I listened to it the other night and I was like, it made me cry. I was yeah. like, fuck. Just because, like, the emotions. There's there's certain songs. I will not name the song, you know, exactly. But I will name the artist where, like... Every uh, day I'm shuffling. <laughs> oh, God. It's funny because in my head it's just this pure, just depressing point. My life I cry, you know, it's like, it makes me cry. And I'm going to joke out. Uh, it's, uh... Oh. Sun Kill Moon. Because, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a song also that's in the I, same I sh- vein. I will only if I listen to them. It's one every few years. I will like it's hard for me to just fucking go back and like listen to a uh, s- some some tracks. Yeah, some meaty tracks. Because it's, it's just Moon. too so heavily associated in your brain with something. I have a song by Red House Painters that is the same thing for me. That I can't. I listen to it maybe once a year, mm-hmm. you know, once or twice. And when I, I usually cry when I do like a pussy, but uh, <laughs> bitch, I know. Um, but. There's also songs uh, you from other relationships you, I can't listen back, your back to. And cleaned your back and your There's songs from like past relationships and stuff, uh-huh. friendships that when I hear make me really sad. Um, just because it's like, oh, I remember how I felt during that time, and like that that feeling is now dead. That's so it's like that's why I specifically do this because you recommended it, and I seriously I want to recommend people do this because it's this great feeling. If you have Spotify or any music app where you can make playlists of songs. Even YouTube. Even YouTube. Create monthly playlists for songs because I found myself, I, I've only done it in the past little over a year. But I can go back to 2019, like even even uh, late, probably I think November and December of 2018. And kind of hear this, just still getting that emotional feeling because music connects you with that kind of. And I love it because I started it. January 2018 and I've kept it up so now I can go back uh, all the way to like every month so now that it's uh, when this comes out June I'll go back and listen to June 2018 and then July or uh, then June 2019 and I'll kind of like compare how if Spotify is still around like when I'm 30 like and I still do that playlist shit. Like it's gonna really just be like holy fuck I was 20 I was turning 26 and I remember like that kind of time i can go back and look exactly when i was going through a breakup or when i was feeling a certain way about mm-hmm. something in my life and i can listen to that music and be like oh yeah or when i was feeling really high and happy i can find certain songs oh man and i was listening to this song that makes me cry the other night and then the top comment was it's ironic when people who gave it's a quote it's ironic when people who gave you the best memories end up just becoming a memory and i i just like teared up when i read that i was like oh oh god but it's uh that is sad dude like i'm thinking of uh like exes that I that I have, Tintasian? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Well, he's a memory. <laughs> One too. particular, like my high school sweetheart, so to speak, and we're on friendly terms. We like there's every now and then. It's just like a 
Hey, how are you? Yeah. I'm doing well. I have a dog now. Oh, cool. Let me see. That's a cute dog. My dog's doing well. And that's it. Yeah. And then months, maybe even like close to a year goes by and then the same interaction. It's like, hey, I hope you've been doing well. Yeah. No, I, but, I, same thing. But I remember like that person, that specific person is linked to so many meaningful memories from my, at least from my perspective. It could have been fucking dog shit from her perspective, <laughs> but at least from my perspective, it's just like, I'm thinking of like homecoming dance, like the Sadie Hawkins dance. I'm thinking of prom. I'm thinking of the transition of uh, high school to college and uh, having to travel to Charleston to go uh, visit her uh, because she was in like the dorms uh, near, uh, I can't remember what street it was. Which is funny because I didn't even know you at the time, but we were in the same city. Yep. Uh, but just like there's so many emotions. Yeah. Emotions linked to that. That and are just still to, there in your head and your heart, but like you, mm -hmm. they, they don't, they're not alive until yeah. you bring them back to life, which is weird because. And it doesn't mean like, oh my God, my, my, my love has been reignited for this no. person. It's, it's, it's just a sweet, melancholic, nostalgia. Somber. Yeah. yeah. Definitely melancholy. Um, I wish there was like a, a better word for it's, like sad nostalgia. Yeah. Like sad, but happy nostalgia. Cause mm -hmm. I guess nostalgia is <clears throat> sad inherently, like by definition, but it's in a sense tragic. Cause it is, it, it's, it's remembering better past times, times that are good that yeah. you no longer have. And, um, it's weird because like, uh, for instance, um, oh, no, ugh. I'm I not just on, thought of a what? scary thought. I'm not on bad terms with like exes and stuff. Uh, I don't, I, I would do the same thing for a while where, you know, we touch base every now and then not anymore, but, uh, sometimes I'll hear a song that reminds me of like a relationship I was in, uh, five, six years ago Yeah, that was like really intense. And it's like, it like makes my throat get tight. Cause I'm like. Damn, like I'm so much farther in along in my life now, and like I know completely different people. It's completely. I have different, no idea what like, they've been up to. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't they know they've have been doing for whole, the past three years, but it's they like, have a whole new history of life experiences that I'm not privy to. Privy to, sorry. And the same with me, but still, there's that strong connection or link that you had that I feel like will always remain. There will always be kind of like a soft spot for the past. Yeah, and um, I think that's why when people are like. I'll always have a piece of you, always love you a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's like that, you know. And I think, you know, even though my parents are divorced and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my mom isn't in love with my dad. My dad is not in love with my mom. They are, you know, they're in both their separate marriages now. Um, but they're, I, I do feel, you know, when talking to them and just kind of like, sometimes I just kind of question them on their experiences because now I'm getting older and I want to know because... I'm thinking about when they were 20 something, they were married, you know, yeah. to each other. And it's, it's, um, I still, f it's, it's crazy to at least know through experience, like they still must have that fondness because I'm not saying I'm a gift from God, but through the, their relationship, even though it ended in divorce, you know, they got me yeah. and they're still connected even if it it's not, and it's not purely just like, oh, I have to deal with this person because of a child. Um, I'm not saying they're friends, but that's what's tying them together. But I also feel like there's that friendly nostalgia in their in their hearts for that time. And they will always have Those some sort and... of respect. Like my dad will always respect me as my mother's son and my mom will always respect me as my father's son. I think that there's a 
big diff. I think there's a difference between being in love and then loving someone. Yeah. You know, because I remember, uh, cause like I, I've heard of couples that get divorced and it's like, like they're not in love anymore, but they still love each other. Mm-hmm. Like as two human beings, not in the sense of like romantic love, but the sense of like, they've had, they've been through so much together and they, you know, it's like, I feel like certain people, no matter how it ends, like you will still always love them. Mm-hmm. You just aren't in love. Yeah. And I think a lot of relationships do end because people, I think, I think that's honestly the hardest type of breakup is where you still love the person, but you're not in love anymore. Yeah. You know, cause that's a very real breakup. That I, happens. I've, I've been in a I've relationship and it's, it's heartbreaking and it's in, in a different way because <clears throat> there is something to be said about the heartbreak of, uh, it, it, well, it's in a sense the same. I was going to say they're on opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of being broken up with versus doing the breaking up. Cause there is on both sides, people don't understand there is heartbreak on both sides. It's like, you can't force yourself to feel this way. And it's like, I, I remember wanting to feel this way. Like I, like I did back in the day about this person. And I, and just, I'd go back to the nostalgic times, but my brain would still separate that as the past and be like, it's still not how I feel about them when I look at them now. Yeah. And, that's and it thing. is, and it sucks. It sucks. That's part of, that's part of growing up though. And it's also part of, uh, like the experience. Yeah. The human experience. <laughs> but I th- It's important to realize, um, and I'm saying this as like a piece of advice, uh, for people. It's, it's important. Like after a breakup or, a death or a loss of a friend or something like that, um, that it's fine to like still feel that way, but also move on because it's in the, it's not real anymore. Yeah. It was real at one point and you'll always have that and it's not real anymore. So you got to keep going because you'll have it again. Yeah. You know, there's definitely that experience. Like, I mean, we talk about it rarely, but Everyone knows the Daniel situation in our life. I think most people know. Yeah. Uh, our friend Daniel, very talented. But it's, it's, I bring him up because I think a lot of the times those events that you talk about, they do lead to the, the, um, the, like a segregated nature of your, my memory. Like there's right now it's, you know, there's the before Daniel and after Daniel. Yeah. Whereas yeah. before that happened, it was just kind of like, oh, I'm in California doing stuff with with my friends. Yeah. But now there's a de- the like slice. there was there was no before and after. There might have been like a before after college, you know, but there wasn't there were different kind of more like visual and ex- like experience ties to those two situations. But like with with Daniel, there was such a shift in how I changed mentally and personally yeah and even even i've i've talked about it like with some people some people are like yeah you know i ask them just to be open i'm like do i seem different from before and after and they're like yeah there is a change but it's not like horribly different but like people do notice that and like it it, there is that part which will always kind of differentiate between like the before and after after the tragedy. And it's, as you said, it is important to realize that and realize that that tragedy. And as I know, this might be the wrong advice from in certain circumstances, but that, that is a part of your life. And it's not about getting rid of it. It's not about 
expelling it completely yes. as you would think of like a demon or something. It's about finding a healthy way to integrate it into your life so you can live it day by day healthily. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because it's like with a trauma, it's not something that you can cure, you know? Yeah. It's like as much as badly as you want to be like, oh, done. I'm, I'm over it. You know, you can't. And not everything. The thing is with like trauma specifically, at least in my case, while as as horrifying of a situation that that will ever be for me, I I I cannot say that that in any way will outshine even the most basic of hangout sessions I had with Daniel. Of course. Like, even though one has, you know, changed me fast, you know, and in an instant, you know, Daniel, Daniel's experience and I, even with you and his experience with a lot of people, you know, you, when you're friends with someone, like I'm friends with you, your character will slowly not mold into someone different to fit them as a friend. But because you are interacting and you're experiencing life together and learning lessons together, you will kind of mold each other. Yeah. And so that will always Those fingerprints be, will always be there. The molding he did as my friend will always outbalance the uh, the the molding he did in tragedy. You know. Yeah. It's it's different yeah. and it's it's better. And I, I get I, I have more happy days thinking about him than sad days now. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, damn. I got deep. I know. That's good though. I like. That's why I like our podcast. Yeah. Because it, it's not just some stupid themed podcast. It goes from we literally bounce from A to Z. Well, there's no plan, so the conversation our, goes naturally. Our conversation. It's weird because it's a very. It's definitely a natural progression in forms of. Uh, a conversation but then there is that you know there's the well check out myspace at hashtag myspace you know part of the podcast <laughs> that that is there i uh it, we, we never know where the podcast is gonna go and we sit down it's like hey let's do a podcast today we sit down in our chairs with the, get the mics ready and then it's like oh let's like we never know where it's gonna go never know like it's almost 200 episodes. I know. It's only three more. Right? Yeah. What, what, do we know that? We know the date of when two 200 more, will two come more. out, right? 98, 97, and then 200. I'm sorry. I Wait, 98, that, 97, 200. <laughs> Dude, I almost want to cut that? that out. That was no. really bad. No, no, 97, no. no, 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 no what, what, what are you doing? What, what, what I, is that? What, what I meant that? to say, what I meant to say was we're on 197, yeah. and there is only 98 and 99, and then 200. There's only two more left until 200. Okay. That's what I meant. But I somehow said 98, 97, 200. <laughs> you guys you sounded like a not. real moron, Matthew. I know. I, well, I was a real moron in that, in that moment. But I'm a, I'm a smart cookie. I promise. Promise. Promise? Promise. Don't okay. worry, dude. Whatever. Don't worry. You didn't make a bad business move starting business with me. I'm smart. Okay. Very smart. The, the lighting on you is beautiful right now. You look I know. Like you're, 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 it must be annoying for you. No, it's actually quite you, nice. You it's look like you're in a noir. It's 5.59 like on if Friday, I, May 29th. Actually, I, I want... Ugh. Anyways, uh, where's my phone? Hold on. I'm going to go get my phone because I want to take a camera. Oh, it's, it's right there. It's in the chair. Wait, do you see it? Yeah. Let me get where I was with the light. How's that? Ooh, beautiful. Now let me make it black and white because black and white's the deciding factor. Right? Absolutely. Hold on, I'm editing it in real time, Matthew. God damn. <sighs> this is the perfect. I will say, like, we've never felt this kind of lighting on the podcast, and it's kind of like 
the perfect uh, wrap up to all this conversation of nostalgia <sighs> and stuff. I know. It, it, you know, it's like now all of a sudden these like beams of sunlight as the sun's setting are shining the window, and this has never happened before. Well, because black and white helps the eyes focus more on an image. So, like, let, look at the difference, but you see that color? Like, it's just like that. That's just a. That looks that's shitty. An ugly fucking dude. And then. You look black and white gives it like kind of like Damn. this kind of like artistic. That looks sick. Hey, that's why every short film is in black and white, baby. Ooh, every short film that wins Best Picture. I'm kidding. Do it. Not every. Put all your movies in black and white. <laughs> but it, hey, it's a it's a nice little little nudge for the judges to be like, oh wow, he, that's artistic. He admires cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, how you feeling? You wanna you wanna wrap this baby up in a big bag? Throw it off the edge of a bridge. Okay, hold on. Let me put them in. Let me put them in a bag. Wait, why is there a baby in the bag? I I said wrap this baby. I said you said wrap this baby up. Oh, I I put the audience and the baby in a bag. Should we take the baby out? Uh, no, just leave leave them in there with the baby. Okay, let's drop it over the bridge. Ready? Okay, here we go. has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.